Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. We are pre-gaming for the Steelers game. For the Steelers game. I'm hoping by the time you listen to this, the Steelers are one and three, baby. Yeah, it's one of us have to be one and three, right? That's oh, that's oh. usually the or we could all be oh, zero, three, and one. Three yeah. and one. <laughs> if that happens. Oh, good lord. It would be the most Steelers thing ever, but hey, guys, it's okay. We are wrapping up week four of your fantasy football seasons. Welcome into the Ball Blast Podcast, a proud member of the Ross Tucker Podcast Network. We're excited to be here. Michelle, how'd week four go? Uh, it, I felt like a lot of players disappointed me, and I just made a lot of wrong decisions. There in were my either own stinkers or there were real big games. Hey, there- remember that time Chris Godwin was injured? <sighs> That's Hip like the injury? most annoying part. Excuse me? He's an easy every week start. Like had him in my lineup all three weeks, never thought about it. Then he gets the hip injury, and then they're like, he's a game time decision. And yeah, he'll probably That's always play. a red flag. It's also a four o'clock game, and yes, you think they're gonna play, but they also said Rashad Penny's gonna play too, and he didn't. Like that happens. So I go and play Hardman over <laughs> Chris Godwin. Wow. Hardman doesn't even get me a point. That and hurts. Chris Godwin's on my bench, and I would have won. I would have won. I would have won by a lot. I only lost by four points. So Fantasy he still has juju tonight. Woes. So, but still, I think I would have won with Chris Godwin in the lineup. Uh, yeah, so thirty plus points. He's uh, he was a weak winner if you played him. But I feel like I feel like a lot of people did not play them unless you did not have better options. So. I mean, it really came down to to what you had on your bench. Was it worth the risk? Well, Hardman Obviously, was, it was not, not a better option. <laughs> it was not worth the risk. And but- I'm sorry to everyone. Uh, I know I got a lot of Chris Godwin questions, and probably 95% of the time I said to go with the other guy, it was the wrong choice. And-, and that's sort of the style that we play with. We're a little bit more risk averse, but generally speaking, that means if I see that a guy has only gotten in a, one limited practice session on the week, I generally don't avoid, like, I don't want to play him in my lineup because, you know, most times it works like just because you miss sometimes like starting, I don't know any more. Normally when someone's hurt, even if they get in the game, there's a good chance that they they re-injure. Yeah. So yes, this worked out for Godwin this week. I'm still going to play in that style, but I still wanted to apologize to those I let down. That's yeah. You know what? It, it happens. This is fantasy football. We do our very best to predict what is going to happen moving forward on a week-to-week basis? But guess what? It's it's fantasy football. I'm not the coach. I just do my best to predict what they're doing. And I make my recommendations. Can you imagine if we were coaches, the crazy stuff that would happen? Oh, my God. Rashad Penny, RB1. <laughs> Even though Chris Carson's better, we would just keep putting in Rashad Penny. We're oh, like, yeah. We'd run that dude into like, the ground. I don't know what you're seeing, guys. Like, Rashad Penny's so much better. Yeah, seriously. Just cl- blindfolds on. Uh, hey, blindfolds work for Bird some people. It. Yeah, absolutely. Bird box it, baby. Let's get into some news. It's just in. Breaking news. Breaking news. And speaking of Rashad Penny, he got in a full 
practice today on Monday because they have a game on Thursday, and Pete Carroll says he's going to play. That is so exciting. So who, exciting. Who I can't wait to play see this on Thursday. Turn. The Rams. The Rams. That'll be a really, really interesting game. I think both fantastic offenses. You've got Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, who had a terrible day. Terrible. But at the same time, he, a at great the same day. time, he had a great day. <laughs> Over 500 yards, two touchdowns, I believe. He only had to pass uh, 68 68 times times to get there. He did. He did, which is insane because that's about double his, all the rest of his attempts um, in the games throughout the year. I mean, that that is a testament to the fact that the Tampa Bay offense was just absolutely on fire or the Rams defense was really struggling. I think it was kind of all of it, you know, the just the perfect storm. Tampa Bay's defense was really solid at first and they're intercepting golf a lot and they're playing really strong. And then, you know, they let off the gas pedal. Winston came out of his shell again for the second game in a row and didn't make too many mistakes. And he was just playing awesome. And then, you know, you had the Chris Godwin incident, the Chris Godwin incident. That is what this day shall be named as. Therefore, Josh Allen, quarterback, Buffalo Bills, took a shot to the head, helmet to helmet. Wasn't a very friendly hit, I will say that. Um, I mean, he was running the ball, so he was not necessarily, he wasn't like a defenseless receiver. He was rushing as if he was a running back. Yeah, Can't but even if, that hit, even if that hit was on a running back, you still it would still get be illegal. Flagged. Yeah. You still get flagged. So I think it was an okay, I think it was the right thing to do to flag him. I do think the guy should have been you know, kicked out, but it is what it is. Oh my God. If that hit was on Tom Brady. I know everyone's saying that. I don't want to make Tom Brady fans upset, which we both agree. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, absolutely. No, but I'm just saying the refs, if you even look at Tom Brady <laughs> with a sideways glance, they are I do all think over it. The, the guy gets a big fine and maybe even a one game suspension. So we'll see what happens there. But as far as Josh Allen, you know, he's questionable for week five uh, with that concussion against the Titans. They have a bye the week following, so I don't think he plays in this game. I don't either, but I do want to see the Bills come out and run the ball a little bit more. I know they, uh, they Frank Gore had a great game, but when you're putting these big game moments on Matt Barkley, when your defense had held through that entire game, I'd rather them put the ball in the running back's hands than Matt Barkley. They I had a like chance they, to win that game. I feel like they did try to give it to Frank Gore a lot, and he was very successful. He did great. I thought the Bills put up a good performance. It's just it, the ball didn't roll their way. Yeah. Colt McCoy, quarterback for the Washington Redskins, um, he's been medically cleared. So this week we saw your start of the week benched in, I think, the first quarter. Sorry. We saw Dwayne Haskins come in. Colt McCoy is the healthy backup now, and now Jay Gruden's coming out to say he doesn't know who the quarterback will be, so keep an eye on that. I don't get the whole benching Case Keenum that quickly. I don't I don't really get it at all. I don't either. He spent the whole week defending him and saying he's our guy, we're not going to give up on him. And, and then, then like five then, seconds in the game, they switch him out with Dwayne Haskins, who was really, really bad in his first game. Yeah. I guess if you want to go the Colt McCoy, go ahead, but that hurts. Like, I like Terry McLaurin with either Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins just because of the connection. I don't know if I'm going to like him as much with the Colt McCoy at quarterback. So you I, never I hope they don't go this way. That's just stupid. But also, I just, it, to send those sort of mixed messages in your offense, it's, 
I don't know. I, I don't like that move. I didn't like when uh, they did it in Tampa Bay last year, the flip back and forth from Fitzpatrick. Winston. It's never a good thing to keep going back and forth. No. You just have to stick it out now. I think if you put your rookie quarterback in, you put your rookie quarterback in. That's your own fault for putting him in too early. You have to stick with him now. I think taking him back out just makes no sense. Either roll with him or don't. You picked him in the first round. They're just a disaster of an organization. And I'm sorry. Redskins fans, but I do think they know that. Like fans are getting upset. Uh, another injury I wanted to talk about: Christian Kirk. He left the game super late. It was so annoying. It was like one of the last was, plays of the game. I think the last completed pass of the game. He suffered an ankle injury and looked it, nasty. Yeah, it didn't look good. I actually thought it was a knee when I was looking at it. You know, I don't know if you hold on to him through this, the, through this injury. There's one good side of him where he's getting a ton of targets. He has. 37 targets on the year, which I think is like top five in the league right now throughout four weeks, which is fantastic. That's what I thought was he was going to get, but he's not doing anything with them. Like there's such short targets. He's not getting very many yards per reception. I mean, Kyler Murray in general is just not moving the ball down the field with like these big dimes. He is ranked 34th among qualifying quarterbacks in terms of average depth of target. And yet somehow... He's ranked 13th overall in total yards. Because he throws it 100,000 times. They they run so many plays. This is also the issue of ever trusting a rookie quarterback to, you know, bring good success to the wide receiver position. It's just a little bit harder to trust on a consistent basis. I don't know if, you know, Christian Kirk misses a couple games. You probably can't hold on to him. He should be your wide receiver four or five on your roster. And it's okay to let him go if you need to. I agree. TJ Hawkinson had a big fall after trying to hurdle some defensive players. Did not work out for him. He fell sort of like slammed his shoulder and head into the ground. It looked pretty nasty. Had to be helped off the field, left on the cart. Avoided IR, so that's a positive thing. But it does seem like this is a nasty shoulder injury. And speaking of shoulder injuries, not that this is fantasy relevant literally at all. But Mitch Trubisky uh, had an MRI today. He left the game yesterday with a shoulder injury, uh, not his throwing shoulder, so that's good. Um, doesn't need surgery, but I'm going to assume that he's going to be out for a few weeks. We're going to see Chase Daniel in at quarterback who it's, looked a little bit better than Mitch same, Trubisky. It's the same thing. Like I don't think there's that big of a drop-off from Mitch to Chase Daniel's might be an upgrade. <laughs> I don't think it's an upgrade for the team, but I don't think it's necessarily a downgrade for someone like Allen Robinson, which is really the only viable option right now in that pass catching, you know, weapons for yeah. the Chicago Bears. He targeted him and it seemed like he targeted him a lot a more lot. than seven times because that's all he was. It, it felt like Chase Daniels only looked at Allen Robinson, but I, I'm fine with still starting Robinson last week was a this week was a bad matchup. So going forward, even with Chase Daniels, I think he's fine because I don't think there's that big of a drop off. I think I they're basically the same thing. And if anything, you want as the backup quarterback, you want to put the ball in. We're going to get most... some iTunes review now. Like these girls don't know anything <laughs> from Chicago Bears fans for sure. Uh, that's okay, guys. We, we do like the Bears. I'm rooting for you guys. Devontae Adams, speaking of uh, the NFC North, Devontae Adams did not practice Monday with a toe injury. Couldn't get a shoe on last week. After their Thursday matchup, not good. There's for, no way he plays this week. No, I can't can't see a world where you're in that much pain and you make it back to the field. Kyle Allen, rough, rough game. 
That boy could not hold on to the ball. He doesn't have an easier matchup going into next week either against the Jags. Hard matchup. Yeah. I, if Jalen Ramsey were to play from his shoulder, back, knee, daughter injury, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what well, the This is story just is. a thing where it's play your quarterbacks against the Cardinals and stop freaking out when a quarterback does great against the Cardinals. <laughs> like Kyle Temper Allen your had expectations a, for other games. Yes, exactly. Kyle Allen went off against the Cardinals. There's a lot of quarterbacks who have where people are freaking out over or against the Dolphins. Just... Realize that once they face harder competition, it's probably not going to keep happening where you're getting 30 to 40 points a game. Yes. Uh, They did come out to say that he will be the week five starter. So that means no more Cam Newton for at least the time being. I bet you Cam Newton's 100% healthy. Now comes a little bit sooner if Kyle Allen keeps (laughs) struggling. I I would imagine that Adam Thielen came out to criticize the passing offense. Well-deserved. Go at him. Does he hate Kirk Cousins? Though? I because think they're in a lover's quarrel. We saw that happen last year where they got in a lot of fights on the sideline. Or I say a lot. I saw like one big one on the sideline. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. yeah. Towards the end of the year when Adam Thielen wasn't getting as many looks as he was used to in the beginning of the year. They are going to have to pass the ball. Like Thielen's right. It's not they working. Want to win. Yeah, it's not working. Dalvin Cook can be amazing, but it's going to be really hard to win games that way. Agree. You need a, a nice, healthy balance. Um, let's see. Anybody else you want to talk about? AJ Green, he's expected to be out a few more weeks. Yeah, I, I think we expected that. It's expected at least through week six, and I could see that even going longer. But yeah, I think that's it for the news. You want to get into the games from Sunday? Let's do it. Awesome. Yes. I am back. Michelle, tell me about some week four surprises for you that you're excited about moving forward. So surprises. I will say I own Chris Godwin and everything, so I am excited that he went I don't think we should be surprised, though. 12 receptions. Uh, 12 receptions, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. I think you should be surprised. Pleasantly Especially surprised. he, you know, he had a down week last week. Then he got injured. Maybe... I don't know. I, I'm excited for him moving forward. Okay, question. If you own both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, would you just play both of them every week? I think that's fine. You know, last year I used to start Antonio Brown and Juju every week. And some weeks, you know, definitely you're, you're going to be disappointed some weeks. But then other weeks they win you weeks, just those two in the lineup together. I think that can be Godwin and Evans. So I am fine owning both of them. So Godwin and Evans are the new Juju in Antonio Brown. Yeah, it seems like it right now. Wow. I feel like we just stumbled upon a landmine, but I love it. Jameis Winston balled out, man. 385 yards, four touchdowns, one INT. But That's a more surprising one. He looked very clean. He looked efficient, confident. His second week in a row now doing that, though. Last week he had 380 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. I'm okay with Jameis Winston throwing one interception. Like That seems like a win. Oh, 100%. You, if you can squeak out with just one INT with Jameis Winston in your lineup, that's so much upside. But you're not going to get the great Jameis Winston unless he does take those chances. So getting one interception is more likely for him because that's the kind of player he is. He goes deep. He takes chances. And that's why 
you know, a Godwin and an Evans can both go off. Kind of like Ben last year. Like, if you got out of a game with one interception with Ben, you're like, cool. Yeah, but he was great for fantasy because he takes those long, deep chances. What you don't want to see is that ratio of touchdowns and interceptions creep too close to one another, but he's he's really looking very good. So are you trusting Jameis Winston moving forward? I am. I think that, you know, when we saw him week one, week two, we also saw a quarterback that's adjusting to a new offense. I know he had the whole off season to adjust to the Bruce Arian scheme, but you got to expect some growing pains. And you know what? You know, week one, he comes out against San Fran and we're like, ooh, such a juicy matchup. This is going to be great. And it ends up San Fran's defense is legit. So now it makes sense that he struggled because San Fran has been, you know, pretty dominating on defense. And then he went against the Panthers in week two, who had been really good in defense too. And they just held Watson to barely nothing in fantasy. So maybe it was more about the defense he was facing than it was about him. And let's like give Jameis Winston a second to learn underneath the new head coach. I was one that after week two, I was like, Winston is, woof. Like, I jumped off of him as well. But now I'm kind of regretting that. And if he's on your waivers, I would be cool to pick him up. Absolutely. Nick Chubb. Oh, my goodness gracious. 165 rushing yards, three touchdowns, three receptions, 18 receiving yards. Wow. <laughs> he was He looked a amazing. 88-yard run. I think he hit almost 22 miles per hour on that run. And it was a huge moment in the game, too, where... Momentum shifted It right there. It looked like the Ravens were maybe about to make a comeback, because they were already down, but it looked like the Ravens were about to make a comeback, and Chubb shut that down so quickly. He so, was like, nah, I'm just going to go break one off right now. Watching Nick Chubb run the way that he ran, I feel like that's how I want somebody to run, or that's how I want to look while running away from a serial killer. <laughs> okay. Like in a scary movie, that's how I would want to look because no. he looked in like a, he was running for his. Oh dear my life. god! You know who would be in the in the scary movie? Jarvis Landry on that play where nobody was touching him. He just kept tripping. Yeah, just kept tripping. That's <laughs> the ghost that's, who. <laughs> that's who you are in a scary movie because everyone in scary movies just trips all the time. Like, yeah. why are you tripping? Just they run. always trip. Yeah, but did you also see Baker Mayfield on the Nick Chubb eighty-eight yard run? Baker Mayfield was like running down the air, yeah. uh, running down the sideline like he was an airplane. I know people love to hate Baker because of his he's so fun. attitude, but I love him. If he was on a team that I hated, I would definitely hate him. But because he's oh, on a team yeah. I love, I love him. Makes perfect sense. But Nick Chubb, if you you know you weren't nervous about Kareem Hunt coming back, he is really. I know he hasn't been insane for fantasy throughout. He was on my the trade first. targets column. He hasn't been insane the last three weeks for you, but he's been very consistent. And then this week, he probably won you the week. Yeah, Wayne Gallman, sixty-three rushing yards, one touchdown, six receptions, fifty-five yards, and a score. Holy moly, Wayne Gallman balled out. I did not expect that. I thought he was just going to be. Mr. Mediocre for fantasy. You know what? I did expect the 63 rushing yards. Like he had 18 attempts. That's not very great. But I did not expect the six receptions. That's what is huge for Gallman. It was against the Redskins. So take it with a grain of salt. He has a very hard schedule coming up. Very, very hard. I still believe that the fact that Daniel Jones was willing to look at him is a really encouraging thing. No, it for sure is. And it's also encouraging to Barkley owners because right now we had no idea if Daniel Jones passes, you know, looks at the running back position to pass there. And now we're seeing that even with Gallman. So we know when Barkley gets back, Bark- Barkley will right still in. be um, peppered with targets, which is a really good thing. Moving forward in their games, they play against the Vikings and then the Patriots. 
Then they get the Cardinals, which is nice, and the Lions. But these next two weeks are going to be really rough. How do you feel about flexing him this week? I'm do not, you start him based no, on volume no. or are you just hands off? I'm trying to trade him after this week. If I own him and he had that performance, he had a fantastic performance, I'm trading him for anything. Because A, Barkley can come back in four weeks. And B, two of these four weeks, Patriots don't allow anything. The Vikings, they're really hard to run against. I would be looking to trade him. Okay, so I, I have a question about a friend yeah. in one of my leagues. So she or he. She. She <laughs> she has Wayne Gallman picked him up off of Dynasty Waivers the morning of the Saquon Barkley injury. Can you believe it? It's pretty crazy that you did that the morning of. The morning of. I think of. you jinxed Barkley, and Barkley owners should come at you right now. Or Gallman owners should delight because I helped them out. Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird thing. But so my friend owns Wayne Gallman and picked him up that morning. Mm-hmm. Should she or he trade Wayne Gallman? I would. In Dynasty, it's going to be a little bit harder because everyone knows he only has... He has a limited role for exactly. a limited time. But but the Barkley owner could be very interested where you could, you're not going to get something insane for him, but you definitely could get a good, you know, solid piece that's maybe a little bit older. Yeah. Or maybe some draft a, a draft pick next year. I would look to trade him. Love it. I will let my friend know. <laughs> All right, you do that. Leonard Fournette balled out versus Denver, 225 yards on the ground, two receptions, 20 yards. Is Denver another team? They just lost uh, Bradley Chubb to an ACL tear. So um, is this a team where we start to say, okay, we can play our running backs against them. Let's stream our running backs against them. Or is this a product of the volume? Is it a product of Leonard Fournette? Because largely we've seen him be pretty inefficient on the season. Balled out, though. No, I even think I remember last year, Denver struggled on the ground a lot to to cover that. And I would be fine starting running backs against Denver. I don't think it's like the best matchup ever, but I think it's a fine one. I think it's a good one. Okay. Uh, We've got Robert Woods, 13 receptions, 164 yards. It is just the Rams carousel of wide receivers. Cup, nine receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Holy crap. I, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that I never saw Cooper Cup coming. For this year, me neither. I mean, for this game, we did because Cooper Cup's been killing it. I was hoping, though, that there would be this buy-low window. And there was never a buy-low window for Cooper Cup this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we, our plan was, you know, let someone else draft Cooper Cup. He's going to stink it up getting ready for, you know, after his ACL tear. It was in November. It's insane how quickly he recovered. And it just shows you modern medicine, baby, is a beautiful thing. Wow. It's insane how quickly he recovered and how well he's doing. Goff clearly loves Cooper Cup. And he's the only guy he looks at in the end zone. Like, that's who he wants to throw to. Robert Woods, I mean, after disappointing you greatly so far this season, comes out and just kills it, which probably a lot of people didn't have him in his lineup because had him in Scott Fish, baby. And that's unless One you were week. unless you're desperate, you probably didn't have him in there. Like, unless you're in a deep league or desperate, you probably didn't have him in there and then he goes off, which is really annoying. Even Brandon Cooks had a solid game. You know, six receptions for seventy one yards. Gerald Everett put together fifty five yards and a touchdown. That was my deep sleeper of the week. If you needed a tight end, I was happily surprised by that. And 
I just don't know moving forward. We know Jared Goff's not going to pass 68 times. So which of these guys are for real and which are just fakes for the week? I do think Robert Woods goes back down to reality as the weeks move on. Cooper Cup keeps being just fantastic. And Brandon Cooks has been very good so far. Cooper Cup is the undisputed wide receiver one in the Rams offense. No question about it, but wow. Wow. He looks good. Moving on to a different wide receiver who is not the wide receiver one on his respective offense. Jarvis Landry finally showed up for a game. Finally, eight receptions, 167 yards. He's been getting the receptions. He just hasn't been, you know, getting the yards, which is very Jarvis Landry-ish. So he need he needs some yards after the catch. It was very much expected of him to, you know, get the targets, but not very many yards. This time, eight receptions, 167 yards, like you said. Woo, he went off on a game that OBJ was covered very nicely. Uh, 20 yards for OBJ. Yep. So he will be in our stinkers column here in a second. But he was just, he had Humphreys on him, who was absolutely holding him the whole game. You can say what you want. It was really a lot of holding. But he's also just a really good corner. So OBJ literally got in a fist fight on the sideline. And then got choked out. Yeah. It was the weird. And I don't think there were any flags thrown. Am I wrong? I think there was a flag thrown. It may have been on Cleveland because he started it, which is fine. But I do think... It was intense. I would watch for Humphreys to get suspended for a game after that choke out that the refs missed somehow, even though the refs were right there. At least a big fine. I'm kind of hoping for a one-game suspension. Michelle, they play the Steelers you're so next biased. Week. They play the Steelers next week, and I want Juju. Juju owners want this to happen because Juju will struggle against Humphreys. If OBJ struggled, Juju's going to struggle. Anyways, I Landry, I think, is just – he's going to be so hard to trust. Yeah. I don't think this is a regular for Landry. I think it's one of those games that he did really well. And if you need a stardom, he's going to be an okay start, but he's going to be really hard to trust moving forward. Agree. AJ Brown, three for 94 yards and a touchdown. Marcus Mariota had himself a day. Austin Hooper continues to ball three receptions, 130 yards. He, he's been the tight end two on the season. I know right before, right behind Ingram, only by a couple points. He has been really solid, really solid. And these are not off of, I mean, this is a huge week, but he's just, he's, he's been, been putting consistent up these numbers. and reliable. Yeah, he's been really good. So if you took Austin Hooper, I know there was a lot of truthers out there this offseason. I was right in the middle. I wasn't off Hooper. I wasn't completely I think he was my him. tight end seven on the season, but even that's proving to be wrong. So I've gone back into my, my April tweets and I was obsessed with Austin Hooper. Guys, what happened? I, I don't remember being obsessed with Austin Hooper, <laughs> but the things I said about him, I was like, wow, I loved him. I wish I listened to my advice from April. And by the time redraft season came along, I was just like, yeah, he's just Austin Hooper. But... Definitely impressing everyone that took him. Yeah, he he looks absolutely incredible. Let's talk about some guys that let us down this week. And blasted our balls off. They're blasted. They're gone. They're gone. Yeah, it's can't bad. find them. If you didn't know, you want your balls still. They're off. Yeah, you want them to be <laughs> intact. All right, let's get into it. But he's going on. I'm so confused. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. Who gave you the biggest... Fallout for this week. Who stunk up the place? Who blasted your balls? So that last piece of our soundbite right there, I think perfectly matches with this guy that I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And that's Marlon Mack. 39 rushing yards, no receptions, no touchdowns, only 11 carries. 
So you can't be mad at him because he didn't get the workload and he's been great so far this year. But you are disappointed in what he did with his 11 carries, A, and then B, that he wasn't being used. And that's something that we did worry about greatly coming into this season, that when they go down, they don't use Marlon Mack. Oakland dominated very early in the game, scored two touchdowns very quickly. Second touchdown was a 60-yard run by, I don't even remember, sniped one carry, took it to the house, you rude person from stealing Marlon Mack. Stop it. <laughs> Give those carries to my boy, Marlon Mack, who's going to take it a steady five yards at a time. And they use Naheem Hines in the passing game. So instead of being down and trying to get Marlon Mack involved, they use Naheem Hines for, he got six targets, six yards, 39 receiving yards. That's what you have to worry about when they get down so quickly. I mean, it was like boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden it was 14 nothing, and they needed to speed up the game. It didn't work. But I do think Marlon Mack is a great trade target, but he does have a hard matchup next week. Yeah, if you're worried about game script, next week they get Kansas City. I don't, th- I don't see the game script changing there at all. Yeah, so it's, actually it's a nice matchup, right, for running backs. It's just the issue is will they stay in the game? I don't think he will. I think Naeem Hines is a fine play next week. Yeah. But I'm still going to play Marlon Mack if I had him for next week because it is a good matchup. We just saw Karrion Johnson, who's been struggling, have a very good game against Kansas City. And we would have thought the same thing, right? We would have thought, well, Kansas City's going to go up on Detroit. And Detroit's defense, I think, is is better than Indy's defense, though. Especially in Detroit. Yeah. And the one thing that I would note is that I would say week six is your, or like just before week six is when I'm going to target Marlon Mack. I'm going to target him, him in those like couple day windows. The Indiana Colts, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. the Indiana Colts. Sounds like a high school football team. Um, they get a buy in week six. So my expectation is that Marlon Mack is going to have two duds and then he's going to come up off the buy and then they get Houston and then they get Denver. You know, I'm not risking that because I, I'm the more we talk about it, I do think he can put up a good game against Kansas City. Brissett is better than we think. What are you offering for Mac right now? It's not going to be much. Like, I'm not trading a lot for him. That's the point. I want to see what I can get for him. I know even last week there's some people down on Mac, even though he was actually sh- producing. He was producing and people, it's he the name. He looks good, too. It's the name. People don't feel comfortable about the name. I bet you you can get him from really cheap right now. I would, you know, I don't know. I can't give an exact example right now. It's going to change for every team. But if you have a stacked, you know, wide receiver group, maybe your wide receiver three you go throw at for Marlon Mack and see if they hit. But just go test out the water. See what someone's willing to accept for Marlon Mack. No, I'm not willing to pay the bank for him, but I am definitely willing to go see what I can do. Okay. I think that's fair enough. Philip Lindsay, Mr. Stinkeroo. He was on my sell list over at rotoworld.com. If you haven't checked out my trade targets column, put, co- comes up every Monday on rotoworld.com. He was on, he was my guy last week. He was on my sell list. He came up off of a very good game. And then this week, nine rushing attempts, 53 yards, a uh, long rush of 28, but he only got one target for one yard. Seven or sorry, years. one target for one reception, seven yards. Royce Freeman, six targets in this game. Is he becoming like the pass catching back 
in Denver. It's going to change every game. They want to use both Lindsay and Freeman, and that's why it's so hard to own either one of them. If you're going to own one, Freeman's a lot less expensive. <laughs> like I still feel like you can you can trade Lindsay for something. Agree. You probably He's still got the name value. You can't trade Freeman for really anything at all. But Lindsay's going to be really hard to trust just because of the the share, you know? They they want the ball to go to both Freeman and Lindsay. You never know whose week it's going to be. Some weeks he's going to hit, some weeks he's going to give you complete duds like this one. Yeah, I do not I don't trust him. I just don't give me literally anybody else in that similar. I would trade Philip Lindsay for Ronald Jones. Rough. I don't know about that one. I do. <laughs> I do. Um, next up, we've got a big name. DeAndre Hopkins with his third bad consecutive week. The entire Houston offense just looked off. But again, he was going up against the Carolina Panthers. They put up a really, really tough game. DeAndre Hopkins, though, he put up five receptions, 41 yards. What do you think about DeAndre Hopkins moving forward? Yeah, he hasn't had more than 67 yards. That was the most in the last three games. He's had two games of 40 yards. It, it's, it's hard right now to own him, and, but you're going to keep playing him. He's a stud. You have to keep playing him. Averaging 6.6 targets per game in that same time span. So. It's just Watson is getting murdered on every single play. I was When the game was on, every time I looked at the screen. He was running for your life. He was just getting hit on every play, even plays he got the ball off. Like, hit. I'm like, damn. Let's see if he can make it through the season. I love the schedule coming up. Atlanta, Kansas City, Indianapolis. I think he makes a, a real good comeback here in the next few games. Definitely, if you can trade for him, he's still a huge name, so it's going to still be expensive. But like you say, normally you he's go not to the, on the block. Yeah, normally you go to Hawkins owner. You're like, I want to trade for him. And you're like, yeah, right. Like, what are you gonna give me? Get right, out of here! Yeah, right now the door is slightly open. So when the we door's say, cracked, poke your little fingers in. So when we say they're available for trade, it doesn't mean you can go trade them for you know a Sterling Shepherd. We're not trying to say that. You got to give up some good value. But take a guy like Juju Smith Schuster, right? Who he's in an offense that I love Juju well, so much. I know, I know, I know. But him or a guy like. Michael Thomas, who... If Juju goes off tonight, I would 100% go see if the DeAndre Hopkins owner would switch with you. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Michael Thomas in a Teddy Bridgewater offense. I'd still rather have the upside of DeAndre Hopkins there. Marquise Brown, four receptions, 22 yards. I'm not worried about Marquise Brown. Actually, I like Marquise Brown. Yeah. I'm so far off of him. I wrote that last week. People got very upset with me. Uh, I just, we keep seeing Lamar Jackson go from one defense to the next, to the next, to the next. Every week it gets a little bit harder for it the does. defense. Even this week, both corners are out. Like Denzel Ward, who is a great, great cornerback, was out of the game. Greedy Williams, who's their cornerback too. Yes, a rookie, but he was drafted to be, to be a starting cornerback. He was out of the game. And, you know, they still didn't do much through the air Lamar Jackson ended up pulling together a decent fantasy day because of garbage time, which is fine. And he will continue to put up decent fantasy days. Never saying that, but I don't want to trust any of his wide receivers. I just don't. So if you can trade him for what Marquise Brown has done, 
so far this season, I would do it. It might be too late now because he just put up a massive stinker. Two massive stinkers, I think. So, Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, ranks 11th among wide receivers in terms of weighted opportunity ranking. So, that takes into account his, like, target share. Takes into account... what is a target share for the Ravens? He's gotten 31 targets in four games. That's a great target share. Yeah. And he's done it on limited snaps. He's still not on a full snap count, like... A lot of wide receivers in this league, when they are the wide receiver one, they're playing 90-plus percent of snaps. He's not there yet. Yeah, in week three, he was at Impressive. 74. I don't have the information for week four, but I'm guessing it was probably right around there, at least. I don't really know what 15% more of snaps will do for him. He will definitely have boom games because he, anytime the ball touches his hands, he could break one. Like That's the type of player He's he is. He's a fast little dude. He's I just think Deshaun he has, Jackson. I think he has a lot of these... Hollywood Brown is the man. I think he has a lot of these 20 to 50 yard games in between. I do too, but man, he's got 147 yard, two touchdown upside. Yeah, in week one against the Miami Dolphins. I know. And then in week two against the Arizona Cardinals, people are going to be very excited about this offense for a really long time because of week one and week two. I still think that the opportunity there is something to target. I I want a guy that can get 10 targets per game. And get, like, last week or in Kansas City, he got nine targets. Only came down with two receptions because balls are flying over these guys' heads. Michelle's only marginally biased against Lamar I, I'm Jackson. I'm not trying to be biased. Like, I, I think Lamar Jackson is a amazing have as a quarterback in fantasy because of his, of his rushing floor. It is there. Like, he's never going to give you a stinker because his rushing floor is just right. It, it's always there. But for his wide receivers, it's the floor is not there for his wide receivers. Yep. Calvin Ridley, three receptions, 32 yards, has said that he struggles against zone coverage. Are you worried about Calvin Ridley? He's almost like a Hollywood Brown type player for me. Calvin Ridley has been a big disappointment so far this year. And what scares me the most is in the press conference after last week's game, he was like, yeah, it was really hard to get open in that zone. Like, it's really hard to get open the zone. It's like telling defenses to play zone against you then. Yeah. Like, why are you saying that you're having trouble getting open in a zone? He likes to be guarded man to man. Why would, I mean, I guess the defense can't completely change the scheme just to guard Calvin Ridley. Like, they still have to worry about Julio Jones, but that's concerning. So maybe going forward, you want to see what Just put the safety on him and you're fine. Yeah, I guess... Going forward, you can always see, like, like, does this defense usually play man-to-man or do they play zone? And maybe defenses that mostly play man-to-man, that's a good matchup for Calvin Ridley. And then defenses that mostly play zone, then maybe you sit him that week. Interesting. I really like that. OBJ, two for 20. Not worried. Moving on. I am a little worried. I'm not. Okay. Tell me why. I don't know. We just haven't. It's hard for wide receivers to get a connection with a quarterback really quickly. I think that's something we talked about a lot in the offseason. And I think we're seeing that. And yes, he had a really good corner on him. I'm just worried. I'm worried about OBJ a little bit. He's getting the the target share in his respective offense. Yes, he is. He's seeing the air yards. He's being targeted down the field. He leads the Browns wide receivers in terms of depth of target. I think the potential is there. They they do. They have to click. They have to put all those things together, and he has to come down with the ball. Saw a uh, catch percentage of, I think it was like 22% this week. 
not great. They need to connect on more of those balls. But And this is not a time to trade OBJ. You're going to get such a little value for him. You have to hold on to this him. This is the time then, to trade for OBJ. Yeah. See, that's where I I disagree. Like, I don't want to go trade for OBJ either. But he's if I, cheap if and I he's own got, him, you're stuck with him. No, he is cheap and he's got top five upside. Sure. Like, I, I'm happy. If I own him, I'm still happy to hold on to him and start him. I just don't want to go take on that risk. Like, I don't want to go trade for him. Okay. So question, who, like, what is your threshold for trading OBJ? Like, if you are the OBJ owner, I send you Chris Godwin. Would you take it? No. Chris Godwin's the number three wide receiver on the season. Yes, but... Cooper Cup? <laughs> that changes. Cooper Cup, I would think about it. Like, Amar, I would rather Marlon Mack than OBJ. Amari Cooper. I'd rather Amari Cooper than OBJ. Huh. Okay. My have the times have changed. I'm pretty sure I had Amari Cooper ranked higher Dang. than OBJ in redraft. Okay. All right. All I right. had OBJ outside my top. I think I had him around 10 to 12. And I had him as a low end wide receiver one. Yeah. I just think that, I don't know. I don't know. This just, is what I expected out of OBJ. The struggles are going to happen in, on a new team in a new system with a new quarterback. And he will have monster of games. He definitely will. He's OBJ. But I just think it's going to be hard for him this year. And then next year, I'll be all over OBJ. A whole season with Baker. All over him? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He won't be able to get rid of me. Oh, wow. Another group of people that put up stinkers. Stinkers. The New England uh, Patriots offense. Blasted everybody's balls, including Josh Allen's. (laughs) Yes. The balls in his head. They're They're all busted. That they, was the New England Patriots defense, but the yeah. New England Patriots offense struggled on their own. Tom Brady, only 150 passing yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Do that, not that's play now, Tom Brady against the yeah. Buffalo defense. He that, struggles every single matchup. That's the second game in a row now against Buffalo that I don't think he got over 150 yards. The game before this against Buffalo, 126 yards, no touchdowns. And I believe he had one or two interceptions in that game as well. The Buffalo Bills can defend Tom Brady. Like, they have it down. Julian Edelman. It's about time somebody defended Tom Brady. I know. Why aren't people copying what the Bills are doing, man? The Bills' defense is really good, so I guess you kind of need those players as well. But they play him so hard. Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon both put up stinkers, as well as Philip Dorsett. You are not happy if you played any of them. James White had an okay game in the receiving game, and that's about it. Yeah. DK Metcalf. Oh, I'm not worried about them. I thought that was oh, obvious. Yeah, I'm not worried about them. Okay. I mean, we told everyone to sit <laughs> New England offense, but now moving forward, you plug him right back in. Yep. Uh, Julian Edelman was banged up coming into this game. He played, I think, his normal amount of snaps. I saw him on the field plenty. He was fine. DK Metcalf, one reception for six yards. Are you worried about this? Yes, because I'm worried about any rookie. That's what it comes down to. Rookies do this. They. Yeah. The issue is that week one, so many rookies went off, and now we're just – we we hold on to that from week one, and now they're kind of you know coming back they're to dropping reality. Off. They're they're doing what rookie wide receivers do. It just takes some time in this in this league to become productive. It, it's hard for wide receivers. So DK Metcalf, I it, like you still want to hold him. I still think he has a ton of potential. And just like last year, a lot of the rookies started breaking off after the midpoint of the season. So I think Metcalf is a fine hold, but I probably am not going to be playing him into my lineup anymore. This was a very good matchup, and he did very little with it. The one thing that I will say about DK Metcalf is I think he's got 
a lot of boom potential in the touchdown department. He ranks eighth in the league for red zone targets, which I don't think we would have ever thought about. Does he have touchdowns? Only one, but hear me out. Hear me out. Those that he is tied with in targets, Zach Ertz, Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin, Ty Williams. That's it. That's good company. I think the potential for some boom is 100% there. I really like DK Metcalf. He's being targeted down the field like a monster. He is uh, ranked seventh in average depth of target so far in 2019. That's, That's all air yards. That's all potential. If he catches them, of course, but he's being used down the field. Russell Wilson trusts him to come down with the ball. I really like his his upside. He's a hold for me. And one last guy I wanted to go over is Mecole Hardman. Two receptions, nine yards. Rough. It was just kind of a rough game for the whole Kansas City offense. Watkins didn't do much for you. Robinson didn't do much for you. Uh, and I'm not worried moving forward with uh, these playmakers on the Kansas City offense. Until Tyreek Hill gets back, and then we have to, you know, re- rearrange some things. I think only Watkins at that point is probably usable when Tyreek Hill gets back. But moving forward, yes, Hardman put up a real big stinker, but I'm so okay holding on to him and playing him if you need to. I love it. Michelle, before we get into our waiver wire ads, let's talk about Fantasy Go. During the season, we've been getting a million questions on Twitter. Who should I start? Who should I sit? Should I play this guy or this guy? Should I offer this trade? You can get all of that on fantasygo.com. It is the only site of its kind to allow you to literally pick your favorite analyst, help you manage your team. If you're in too many leagues, you're going on a nice vacation to the Bahamas and you need to unplug, whatever it is, we've got you covered. You go to fantasygo.com, check out the marketplace, find your favorite analyst, me, Kate M. Or me, Michelle M. Uh Uh-huh. All right, keep it quiet over there, Pipsqueak. Get the Ball Blast Girls exclusive advice. Help us manage your team in 2019. We can do waiver wire pickups, ads, drops, set your lineups for you. And it's all under the name of Joe Schmo, so your friends will never know that you've got the Ball Blast Girls managing your team. Yeah, and like one guy hired us for this past week, and he DM'd me and was like, hey, I hired you on Fantasy Go. I have some, you know, trade questions. So I've been working with him for the last week to try to figure out a good trade for yeah. him. Uh, lots of, you know, lots of rejects, uh, lots of, you know, just talking through it. Is it smart or not? But that's something you get when you hire us at FantasyGo. Yeah, check it out, fantasygo.com. All right, let's get into some waiver wire ads. So those of you who listen to us, you know that we do not believe that your season ends at 0-3 or 0-4. Nope. We still have time. Plenty of time. Even Plenty if you're of four, time. Keep going. Keep, keep going. Michelle, going. you started a league one and four last year. Won the championship. No yeah, big. I did. No big. And you know how you did that? Waiver wires. Waiver wires, baby. All waiver wires all the time. Which of these studs are you looking at heading into week five? You got to get those waiver wires in. Who are you picking up? So again, it's always going to depend on what your team needs. Now, right now, I think the, the best pickups will be who's going to benefit from DeAndre Hopkins, not DeAndre Hopkins, from Devontae Adams being out of the Green Bay offense. Geronimo Allison, baby. That's what a lot of people are going for. But then I, I dug in a little bit deeper, and Geronimo Allison might be the only one on waivers for you to get. So he might be your only claim, which is fine. 
But when I, I dug a little deeper, Adams got hurt with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And after that injury, Jimmy Graham had five targets. MBS had three targets. Aaron Jones had three targets. Jordan Wallace only got one target after that Adams injury. Adams actually, I mean, Rodgers was actually looking for other people than Geronimo Allison. Interesting. Yeah. So honestly, Jimmy Graham was the the best to benefit from that Adams injury, at least in that little short span of time. That doesn't really give us a huge sample size. But if Jimmy Graham's out there, I think while Devontae Adams is out, he could be a really good tight end uh, throughout the next couple of weeks. In week one, we did see Rodgers target Jimmy Graham, like these big, long bombs down the field. They weren't all successful. They we'll, give it, we'll give him that. But he was targeting him deep. And then when he sort of fell off the game plan in weeks two and three, Rodgers came back out to say, I want to get Jimmy Graham more involved. So this is sort of the perfect, perfect opportunity to do that. My waiver wire priority, Ronald Jones running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't give me that face. No, if he's out there, you should definitely pick him up. I think he's a good pickup. He's 44% been... ownership yep. in Yahoo leagues. He was PFFs actually through four weeks. Pro football focuses most highly graded running back through four weeks. He's through been four weeks. good. It's just like, is Tampa Bay going to go back to Barber next week? That's my biggest concern. But He did Ronald... get 19 carries to Barber's nine. Ronald Jones needs to be owned. Like he, he needs, needs to be owned. It's going to be a little bit harder to trust him and putting him into your lineup, but he should definitely be owned. And he would be my number one priority if I had it. And I'd be spending some fab on him just because he's a running back and running backs are really hard to find this time of the year. So I would go with Ronald Jones and then look, if I missed out on him, I would look at GMO or MVS. How about, I, w- I would spend probably $35, $40 on him. On Ronald Jones. Uh, running back on a top in five, presumably, so, presumably top five offense. So you're saying 35 to 40% of your budget because you're going yes. off of a $100 budget. Yes. I think that's okay. It's a running back. He you, could be your starting running back on a good offense. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. What about Daryl Williams? We saw him do pretty well. Not so much on the ground, but he got his receptions. He got his t- uh, touchdown. So what are you doing with Daryl Williams? He is 50% owned in Yahoo leagues. Sorry, 52% owned in Yahoo leagues. I'm less in, like if you, if you made me pick between Daryl Williams and Ronald Jones, I'm going Ronald Jones. I think he's the better Absolutely. long-term ad. If you need like a bi-week villain, I think Daryl Williams is just fine, but I'm worried about Damian Williams coming back. All the Williamses coming back. I do think that it's going to be a running back by committee, as we've seen that it has been. I don't think there's room for LaShawn McCoy, Damian Williams, and Daryl to all eat. There's not, not at all. So I don't want Daryl Williams once Damian comes back. That's why, really, you might be just getting him off of waivers for a one-game type a loner. of... Yeah. He's a loner. Exactly. And he really didn't do much on the ground at all. Like, eight rushes, 13 yards, not Oops. good. He did get two touchdowns, but you could not depend on that. The receiving yards was nice at 43, but I I would pick him up if you had an extra spot. But pick him up? Pick him up? I know I did say that weird. You sounded Canadian <laughs> then. <laughs> but Damian Williams coming back, if he does, totally ruins any of his value. Yeah, he's he's not a guy. He's a guy that I maybe spend 10% on as a loner, but he doesn't have the long-term value for me, so I'm not going big. A.J. Brown, I'm not spending the money on him. He's owned nope. in 10% of leagues, but... This is going to be an inconsistent passing offense. Marcus Mariota, not a consistent quarterback. Don't want him. 
Don't want him at all. I totally agree with you. Best ball league? Like three. Sure. The thing is, he keeps doing this. Like this is the second game where he went off now, but both times it was on three receptions. That's something you want to look at. Like I would much rather see nine receptions for 90 yards than see three receptions for 100 plus yards. I, I want to see that he's getting the target share and he's just, you know, he's getting those target numbers, let alone the target share, because target share in Tennessee is, means pretty much nothing. Diddly squat. Because you know who is the best player for the Tennessee Titans? Delaney Walker. Besides so Delaney, Leslie. Michelle. Oh, oh my Derek gosh. Derrick Henry. Yeah. The he RB, is. he's either the RB six or seven so far in the year. Come at me. One Come guy, at me. One guy I want to bring up. Uh, he probably is not on your waivers, but it seems like he's only 54% owned right now, which is kind of crazy to me. Cortland Sutton. Cortland Love Sutton him. is good. He's good. And he Joe Flacco. Wide re- he's a wide receiver, 14. Joe Flacco likes him. they besties. You think they hang out? Do you think Joe Flacco takes Cortland Sutton out on his boat? Oh, for sure. Just like Ben did? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. M- Team brings building. him to his cabin. Ooh. That sounds sexy. <laughs> that sounds hot. No, but I like, I love Cortland Sun actually, and he looks good this year. He struggled last year as a wide receiver. One, stop letting that get to you. He it, was a rookie. He's a rookie, and now he's not a wide receiver one, which is a good thing sometimes for and wide receivers. And he's not a rookie. And he's not a rookie, but I do think having Emmanuel Sanders on the other side can help you, and it has helped him. And you know who Joe Flacco looks at in the end zone? It's Cortland Sun. Pick him up. He would be one of my top priorities as well. I really like Cortland Sutton way over A.J. Brown. Like, I would never even consider A.J. Brown over Cortland Sutton. And another guy I would pick up over A.J. Brown is Devontae Parker. I know. That seems so gross. What is going on? I don't know. What is going on? He ranks second in the league for average depth of target at the wide receiver position. And he's seen the target share. So it's not just like a small sample size. When you see average depth of target for like... 52 yards and they only have one target. Yeah, that's not a good sample size. He is second in the league for average depth of the target, and he has 23 targets. He's being shot at down the field. I mean, they're not very accurate targets. I'll give him that. But Devontae Parker averaged at the target 20.48 yards down the field. He's doing something with a week one, 75 yards. I'll Admit he put up a stinker, but it was against the New England Patriots in week two. And he got seven targets in that game. He just had zero receptions, which is kind of crazy. And then after that, six targets, four targets, but 56 yards and 70 yards. He had a touchdown in this last game. How good of a wide receiver do you have to be to get seven targets and get zero receptions? Against New England. I feel England, like that's I'll, a talent. I'll, that's a special talent. I'll give it to him for New England. But no, I don't think Devontae Parker is that great. I don't think Josh Rosen is that great. But he's looked better than expected. And he clearly likes Devontae Parker. So if you need to pick someone up, I don't think Devontae Parker is the worst pickup of the week. That's all I'm saying. I think um, I would much rather go pick him up, give him a shot than A.J. Braun. Interesting stat line for you. Devontae Parker actually has more yards on the season than Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Yeah, he has. Seeing more Will red zone targets, too. A lot of stinkers. All right, and I want to talk about two quarterbacks to close the show here. We have Jameis Winston, who I do think is on a lot of waivers. Like, a, a lot of people dropped him. He's on most of my waivers, anyways, even in 12-team leagues, just because there's so many options at the quarterback position. I think you got to pick him up. And I think you got to start playing him. Next week, he gets New Orleans, which is not a fantastic matchup, but... You know, they're in division, and Winston has beat up on the Saints before. If I have Aaron Rodgers, 
would you pick up? Are you dropping Rodgers? He finally had a pretty decent game. I don't think you drop him. If you have... If you're going up against a team who needs a quarterback this week, week five, you better pick him up. Yeah, you can have some buys this week. I, I think Jameis Winston needs to definitely be picked up. People will pick him up after last week. He's been, I mean, 29 points and 25 points last week. He has that boom, but I understand he also has that complete bust. So be careful playing him. I just think he needs to be owned. And then one guy I want to talk about that's not risky whatsoever, but nobody, nobody's given this dude any respect in fantasy, is Jacoby Brissett. He's only 35% owned. He is He's reliable is what he is. He has not put up a stinker yet this season. The first two weeks, 16 points, 16 points because of two Better touchdowns and three Kyle touchdowns. Better than Kyle Allen's 0.4 points. Absolutely. And then the last two weeks, 20 points and 22.5 points. He just continues to throw touchdowns. Two touchdowns, three touchdowns, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. So I guess next week will be two touchdowns. But he has Kansas City. In the last two weeks, he's thrown for over 250 yards, at least two touchdowns. He has a little bit of you know rushing ability, not much, but he can get you some yards there. Brissette yeah. should probably be owned and he should probably be played, especially against option. Kansas City. Yeah. I just think we see the name and we're like, that's Ooh. gross. But if Andrew Luck was doing this, nobody would be saying anything about it. Like These aren't bad numbers. No one would be pumped about it. Oh, somebody would find something to complain about. Yeah, no one would be pumped about it. But people would be like, okay, Andrew Luck is doing his thing. Like always over 15 points a game. Like I'll take that. Yeah. So I think we need to be giving Jacoby Brissett some more respect. I know it's gross and it seems like it's a terrible option, but hey, it's speaking of gross, fantastic o- option. What? Speaking of gross, Ricky Seals Jones, <laughs> three receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. He's looked good. With tight ends Joku, right now, you might need him. And Joku is out on IR. He shouldn't be back, I'm presuming, for another at least five weeks. Ricky Seals Jones, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Ricky Seals Jones. He, he looked wants good to out play there. Ricky Seals Jones. He looked I good don't out know. there. He had a big play uh, and he had that touchdown. He had a couple of big plays. So are If he you... comes out next week for one reception for five yards, would you be surprised? No. Exactly. But in this tight end landscape, you might need him and he, you, could, you could go worse. You could go worse. Yikes. What a scary world that we live in. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Ricky Seal's coming. (laughs) Baby, let's do this. Everybody, we hope to hear from you. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. I'm Kate at FFBallBlast. And I'm Michelle at BallBlast. I'm BallBlast E-M. M. Check we us are out. headed to the Steelers game. Yes. Sorry, you can continue where they can check us out, but I'm really excited <laughs> right now. I'm so excited. We are amped. If you haven't been able to tell, uh, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ball blast. We do a weekly review of all the games. No, a weekly preview yep. of all the games. Every single matchup starts, sits, sleepers, fades. Let's go. Hit us up on Patreon. You get that extra episode per week. You get access to the Slack chat, who are awesome. Love them. Um, and check us out over at fantasygo.com. Yes. Yeah. Wish the Steelers luck. Let's go, baby. One and three. One and three, baby. One and Let's three. go. Let's go. Bye. Bye.